false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand, so if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he is in their inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, you know it goes without saying from the 118th Psalm and 24th verse, it says, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Traveling Pulpit family, I want you to know that these are the times of our awareness. It is the times that we need to be on high alert, but we also need to be very vigilant in telling everyone we come in contact with about the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, Jesus reminds us over in John 3 and 13, he says, no one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the son of man. Notice the words carefully, traveling pulpit family. Jesus said from his own mouth that no one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the son of man. I believe Jesus is talking about the kingdom where God is, the kingdom where the father is, the kingdom where our creator is. I believe that there are multiple heavens. I believe that there is a heaven that holds the clouds. I believe that there is a heaven that holds the stars, the sun and the moon. And then I believe there is a heaven where our creator, our God, our majesty and our savior reside. And Jesus is saying, no one has come from heaven except the one who has uh, gone into heaven, which is he himself, where he says, no one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the son of man. Jesus also goes on and tells us that as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Now, these words, they go directly as they are meant to be presented, may, because there are some who will believe and receive eternal life. And there are some who will not believe and not receive eternal life. But that word may is a connecting word that gives everyone an opportunity to believe so that they may have eternal life. So traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that today is the opportunity for you to have eternal life. Moses was in the wilderness when the people of Israel began to to be disgruntled against him. They began to turn their back on him. They began to hate the one whom they could not see, but rather take it out on the one who they could see, which was Moses, because God was with them in the pillar of the cloud as they traveled in the, uh, in the, in the wilderness. But they began to get disgruntled 
at God, but take it out on Moses. And so God got angry with them and allowed serpents to come up out of the ground and bite them. And those that were bitten would die. And so the people cried out because of this. And God told Moses to take a serpent, a bronze serpent, and put it on a staff and hold it up, lift it up so that those who look to the staff and believe would be healed and would not be killed, even if they were bitten. Jesus is saying the same thing, but he is saying it in, to, in, in this day's terms, in our day's terms. He's talking about the cross, what it means to be lifted up so that anyone who believes in the cross and what the cross represents and what the cross has done for us, the sinner, freeing us from the bondage of sin, we may have eternal life. That is what he has done for us. But you see, Traveling Pulpit family, we have a common enemy, Satan. He has no love for us. In fact, the only love he has for us is a love to see us distract, uh, uh, eternally separated and destroyed with him in the lake of fire. But if we will not give him the opportunity to do so, we may, in fact, ourselves stand with God as he is thrown into the lake of fire. What I'm saying is when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are going to stand one day and we are going to say to one another, is this the one? who persuaded me to do those things that I knew was wrong, but I did anyway. And then we're going to be able to say in that same breath, thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice, because you gave me the right to the tree of life. And I'm so grateful I accepted you. But there are going to be those who are going to fall into outer darkness and full separation from God into the lake of fire, where it burns forever and ever, day and night. But I don't want that to be the case for you today, Traveling Pulpit family. I want for you to have the opportunity to have this, this uh, eternal life, if you will. I want for you to have this, which is why I want you to be free in your thoughts. I want you to be free in, 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 your, in, in your doings. I want you to be free to see what goodness the Lord has for you. But while we are remaining, while we are waiting on the Lord, the God of this world, Satan, what he has done, he has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel and the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the image of God. That is what he has done. That is his purpose. He has blinded the minds of the unbelievers and keeping them from seeing the actual truth of the gospel. See, there are some people traveling pulpit family who are just that weak minded, who believe enough of the world, but do not or or will not believe in the one who created it. Satan did not create this world. Satan corrupted this world. And it is because of the pleasures of the flesh that their very own flesh is becoming corrupted. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All 
our flesh is corrupt. And at any point, all of us can fall into the trap of having our minds blinded. We can fall into the trap just like the unbelievers, which is why Jesus told us back in uh, uh, John Matthew that we have to be careful because even he is going out to perform miracles that would even lead the elect astray. So we have to be careful, traveling pulpit family, because there are some who are elect, who have been signed, sealed and delivered unto Christ that will lose hope in that day. They will lose hope. And, and I believe the reason they'll lose hope is because they may think in their electedness that the Lord is taking too long, that he has delayed in his coming. I do not want that person to feel that their time is more important than God's time because he has set aside a time in which he's going to tell the son to go get his children. He has set the time. Why? Because he is not controlled by time. He governs time. Time has to answer to him because he created it. There are so many scientific-minded people out here that they fail to realize that science didn't know what, what it was until God woke it up. Science did not know its purpose until God told it what its purpose was. The sun and the moon could not have no direction on what to do until the creator who created them told them how to work. He set all of these things up. The stars in the sky could not twinkle and burn until it was the creator who told them how to perform. He has the instructions and the hiding places of all his creation and how it works. He knows how it operates. But what Satan wants to do is he wants to blind the mind. He wants to blind the mind with science. He wants to blind the mind with history. He wants to blind the mind of the weak. Because only the weak will give in and do the things, excuse me, that this world has been made up to do. And that is to hate, kill, steal, and destroy, which is the very thing that Satan wants to do. He is the God of this world. He temporarily has control over the things of this world, but he is not the one who created this world. He is the one who corrupted this world. And those who have given him authority over their lives have become just as corrupt as he is, knowing the ways of evil and the perversion of it. Traveling pulpit family, I do not want this for you. I do not want this for you. This is why I beg you right now, give your life to Christ. Come to know him. Turn from your wicked ways and seek the, the, the restoration that Christ has for you. Trust me, it is so much better when you give your life to Christ 
then when you allow yourself to be swept up into the pleasures of the flesh in this world. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all fall victim to the pleasures of the flesh in this world. We all do. But when we ourselves choose on which side we will serve, it will be Christ who comes to our defense. It will be the blood of Christ who forgives our sins. If you remember the, the night that Jesus called out his betrayer, before that happened, Peter told Jesus that he would go to him even be even to the point of death. And Jesus said, you before the cock crow, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Now, I want you to set yourself up in your imagination, traveling pulpit family. Imagine you being in that room with Peter. Don't don't remove anything, but just add yourself in there through your imagination. Imagine yourself hearing those words that before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times before it happened. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that our sin has already been covered by the father through the son on the cross. Sin we haven't even committed yet, but be mindful. It is not a license to sin, traveling pulpit family. Our future sin has already been covered by Jesus when he went to the cross. This is great assurance right here that he has taken care of everything. Everything belongs to him. Even the cattle on a thousand hills. We can't feed the creator. Only the creator can feed us. And so long as we are under his protection, I don't care what happens in this world. I don't care what goes on in this world. He has made promises to us and he's going to hold fast to those promises. And he's going to keep those promises to the ones who believe in him. If we have our firm foundation rooted and grounded in his word, trust and believe he will he will hold fast to his promise and he will protect us in the days and times that we're living in. Because traveling pulpit family, truth be known to to all of us, it's going to get worse. But in Christ Jesus, it will get better. I want you to know, traveling pulpit family. Jesus has told us that he is going to prepare a place for us and where he is going, he will come again and take us to where he is. Thomas told him that over in John 14 and Jesus said to him, you know where I'm going. Peter, uh, Thomas, I'm sorry, Thomas didn't know where he was going. Jesus told him, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the father except through me. Jesus is openly explaining to Thomas and the rest of the disciples, his authority, not just in heaven, but on earth. He is saying that if you had known the father, you would have known me also because Jesus and the father are one. If I'm talking to a dad with a son, if your son 
if your child or if, 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 if your child's friend knows your son, then that child knows you through your son because you and your son are one. You ever you ever heard a mom tell 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 their boy child you you you're just like your dad you're just like your father. Jesus is no different from his father, meaning that he's no different from our father. Because if we have known Jesus, we have known the father. Because Jesus and the father are one. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God who has come to comfort us, to give us understanding, to give us peace and to teach us all things that Christ has taught the first disciples so that the first disciples could teach us in this generation, the disciples of Christ that follow him even this, even to this day. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. But there's another element to this uh, traveling pulpit family. That is the acceptance. See, in order to have the opportunity to the tree of life, you have to have acceptance. You have to want this opportunity to be with Christ forever and ever. And how you get there is through an invitation. And that invitation says in Romans 10, 9, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. What does it mean to be saved, traveling pulpit family? In in, in your definition of saved, what does it mean to be saved? I can tell you what the Bible says definition of being saved is the Bible's definition of being saved is those who endure in the name of Christ while we are still in this sin sick sin filled world as long as we endure this sin filled sin sick world Christ will reward us with the crown of life this is what I believe this is the definition of what it means to to walk with Christ, to have eternal salvation with Christ. And and Matthew 29, 28, the Great Commission tells us that we are to go into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And then he goes on and says, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Traveling pulpit family, the age is not over yet. But the benefits of the work that we do as missionaries in this world is is out of this world. It's out of this world. There are no benefits to be had here because the benefits that we get here are temporary. But the benefits that we will get one day with Christ, they are going to be everlasting. They are going to be eternal. And Christ tells us in Matthew 28 that we are to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all things that he has commanded. And then he says, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That there traveling pulpit family is an unbroken promise. Christ has made a promise that will never be broken. He will be with us. And all he is asking us to do is confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and we will be saved. You will be saved. Traveling pulpit family, I just, I'm just so thankful for the opportunities that I get to come on here and share with you the good news of the gospel. I know the numbers aren't where I want them to be, but you know what? It's not me who make the numbers count because I'm only counting the numbers. It's Christ Jesus who makes the numbers count because those who want the word, those who want that relationship with Christ, they're going to do everything they can to make themselves available to Christ. Not to me, not to me, because I'm the sinner also. I'm in the same boat that everyone else is in. I have to repent daily for my sin because if I'm not careful, then my eyes will get blinded by the God of this world and I'll be standing on the outside looking in while everyone else is going on to be with the Lord forever and ever. So that is very fragile. Salvation is a very fragile thing. But when you make a commitment, you have to stand by it. You have to live by it. And living for Christ is the commitment that I've made. I want Christ in my life and I make that commitment every day. So for the non-believer whom, whom the God of this world has blinded, what we have to do, traveling pulpit family, we have to continue to pray for those, for those non-believers. We have to continue to pray for those people. We have to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, because even though they do not believe Christ still died for them. He still has given them the opportunity, if so chosen, to have the right to the tree of life, to have salvation with him, to rid themselves of the God of this world. Because there is no power in the God of this world if it is not given to him by the weak minded, by those who follow him. And it seems to get or it seems to be more and more, um, I guess I would say, pre prevalent in our world today. See, this is why we have to continue to pray, Traveling Pulpit family. Prayer is the weapon of choice. Putting on the armor is the defense that we wear every single day. This is why we put on the armor. It is our defense. We are not on offense as Christ followers. We're on defense. You see, when Satan comes at us, we're not to attack him. We are to defend ourselves with the word against him. Christ is our attacker. He is the one who does the attacking. We are the ones who have to be the defenders. We have to be the one who pray that the Lord will take care of that for us. First Peter three, eight, first Peter three uh, and 14 tells us 
always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in us. Yet we are to do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when we are slandered, those who revile us or revile our good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. See, we have to be prepared to give a defense, traveling pulpit family. We always must be on the defense, never on the offense. Christ is our offense and prayer is our ultimate weapon. So traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you so much for an opportunity to come and share the gospel with you today. Just another, another opportunity to tell you about the goodness of the Lord. I hope and I pray that you will give Christ a chance to come into your life and just show you what it means to be a disciple. There is so many people who have chosen the God of this world over the one true God who created it. And it's not okay. It's not. It is not okay. But we cannot force ourselves on those who have chosen the world over the one who created the world. What we have to do, what we must do, what we ought to do is pray for those opportunities for Christ, not us, for Christ to come into these people's lives and make the necessary changes in their lives that we want to see happen in their lives. Because being very careful, traveling pulpit family, if we were to convert someone to Christ ourselves, then we would want the credit for the conversion. But it is not us who makes the conversion. It is Christ who makes the conversion. We are only living our lives in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are not the converters of a person's faith. We are to go into all the world and we are to baptize those in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we are to teach them, but we are not to convert them in our name, lest we be held responsible and be casted out with the swine. We must be careful in our approach to those who have lost their way. We must continue to pray. The ultimate weapon is ours, and it's called prayer. Traveling Pulpit family, you can find me on the social medias, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, all Traveling Pulpit Ministries. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out. There have been some who have reached out uh, just to show some love. There have been some to reach out to give their opinion. That's all fine and good. I welcome those things. I love those things because what those things uh, represent, it represents an opportunity to build and start a relationship, to start and build a relationship, I, I should say in that order. That's what it gives the opportunity to do because in every opportunity, we are to inject Christ. And as you go about your way today, Preach the word and teach the word wherever you go. And if necessary, use words. I love you. 
Bye for now. Tell somebody about the goodness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.